Hello and a very happy new year. 2020 was no ordinary year and so the budget 2021 will also not be an ordinary budget. If you've been watching this show, we have had enough indications from the government that the public spending momentum will continue and fiscal deficit may not be a big cause of worry for the finance minister. In today's episode, we will look at headlines of last week, which may have a direct bearing on the upcoming budget. I'm joined by our consulting editor and policy expert, Mr. Ashok Kumar Bhattacharya. Hi, AKB. Welcome to the show. So let me begin with uh, one of the big headlines of this week, uh, which was about the core sector data. We have seen a big, uh, steep reduction in the core sector data in November. So what do you think the budget can do to boost investment and uh, spur economic recovery? The first lesson that I would say from the core sector data is don't uh, underestimate the importance of increasing investment at a time when demand uh, recovery uh, will require uh, more investment to be made so that uh, there is uh, greater demand for jobs and therefore people can go out in the market and sustain that recovery in the economy. Uh, you know, if you look at the latest uh, government data that has come for the first eight months of the current year, uh, you will realize how fiscally conservative has this government been. Uh, after eight months, uh, the government's fiscal deficit is just around 10 lakh crore. Yes. Whereas the government's total borrowing limit is 12 lakh crore. That's point number one. Point number two is the government's total expenditure in the first eight months has increased by just around four and a half percent or less than a little, little less than five percent compared to the budgeted growth of 13 percent. And the net tax revenues, which uh, were supposed to cause for major concern for the government's revenues, now you see that the, the shortfall compared to the budget target and as well as uh, the shortfall compared to what we collected last year is actually shrinking very rapidly. As a matter of fact, the gross tax revenue collection uh, is uh, right now uh, less than last year's collection of by only 13%. And this used to be around 22% in the first half. Uh, so you may end the year uh, with a fiscal deficit of around 6.2%, uh, which is more than double of what you had projected. Uh, you had promised to spend 13% more this year compared to last year, but you are actually spending at this point in time only 4.5% more than what you had promised in the, you know, in the current year. So the core sector data underlines once again the need for uh, spend more, invest more, so that the recovery in the economy can become sustainable. And this investment has to come from both the public and the private sector? Absolutely. As you said, public sector uh, investment as well as private sector investment has to be boosted. One of the demands from the India Inc. Uh, is that the single uh, structure of income tax should uh, be brought in place and that the whole uh, dual structure is only adding to confusion and not actually providing any relief. What do you think, sir? 
the option of two different rates, one with exemptions and the other without exemptions, have actually created some confusion. Uh, so it will probably make sense uh, to unify those rates and uh, eliminate all the exemptions uh, and move towards clean and uh, transparent uh, taxation regime. But going beyond that, uh, I think the bigger challenge uh, for uh, the government and for the finance minister next year would be, uh, how do you make sure that the tax base does not shrink? What has happened over the last couple of years at least, is that our tax base, the direct tax base has actually shrunk. So instead of the tax base widening uh, and we are bringing more people under the tax net by raising the exemption slabs, you are actually have lost a large number of people out of the tax net. Now, so much so that if you compare India's per capita income, and if you see the, 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 the tax, the minimum marginal tax rate kicking in at that level, there is no connection between the two. Today, a person who is earning uh, about uh, 8 to 10 lakh uh, per year actually can uh, do without paying any tax under various schemes. Now, if you, if you convert that into his annual income or a per capita income, you see there's a large gap and, and, and this needs to be plugged and you need to tax more people uh, relative to their incomes. Instead, what we have done is that we have left a lot of people outside the tax net, which is not going to be uh, helpful uh, in the finance minister's task of collecting more revenues next year, which will be needed to finance the expenditure. Uh, the taxes to GDP ratio for the center is now less than 10% of GDP. Now, this used to be around 11% some years back, uh, but it has come down uh, to around 9.5% of GDP uh, last year. Now, this needs to be raised. Similarly, the tax buoyancy as a result has fallen to less than 0.5. Now, which means that there is need to widen and, and the broad base the tax net so that more people pay taxes, but maybe at a moderate rate. I hope uh, the FM will maybe relook at this uh, whole track structure. The other thing that is being uh, talked about is the recapitalization of banks with the rising NPA situation that we are in right now. There is a debate about uh, whether it is a good idea to recapitalize banks. Would love to get your thoughts, yes. It's a very important point you have raised. Uh, uh, the, the bank recapitalization uh, is needed uh, because uh, if you look at the latest Reserve Bank of India report, uh, the non-performing asset level are set to go up, uh, especially after the pandemic uh, and the various moratorium and restructuring of loans that have taken place. So therefore, uh, uh, you need to capitalize the banks adequately so that their lending operations uh, don't get affected. And uh, almost 65 to 70% of the banking sector uh, is in the public sector's domain. And the central government is the majority shareholder in most of them. So the government has to provide for more money in the budget. 
uh, you will be uh, interested to know that in the six years of the Modi regime, the total amount uh, that was uh, infused into public sector banks' equity was as much as rupees 3.2 trillion. And uh, that accounted for almost about 40% of the total money that the government invested in public sector equities. So you can see that how public sector banks have eaten up almost 40% of the total money that the government in the last six years have given for equity infusion in the public sector space. But in 2020-21 budget, you saw that there was no budgetary provision for public sector bank equity infusion. Now, last year, there was 65,000 crore. The year before, it was 1 lakh crore. But in the current year's budget, there was no provision made. So the government has now decided to use some zero-coupon bonds, uh, which are fairly controversial because uh, there are valuation issues, there are audit issues, there are accounting issues. So let us not go into that. But the short point is the government has to find the resources to recapitalize the public sector banks unless it plans to dilute its shareholding and ask these public sector banks to offer their equity uh, to the markets and uh, bring down the government shareholding uh, below 51%, which means privatization, which I don't see happening uh, in, in the near future. So if the government does not dilute its stake in the public sector banks, it better provides money, adequate money for capitalizing the banks so that they don't fall below the benchmark that is required for them to stay uh, in a sense solvent and keep their lending operations intact. So uh, it's hard not to talk about the whole farmer agitations that have been going on. And agriculture is one sector which sort of saves growth, especially in current times when everything in the economy is under pressure. Agriculture still saves growth. What can the budget do for this? And also it has raised the question that should, uh, I mean, should it be a central subject at all, uh, agriculture? Agriculture uh, is, uh, uh, is to be funded not just by the center, uh, but also by the states. Uh, out of a total uh, 30 trillion rupees central government's budget, the UN government's total budget size is 30 trillion. Now, out of that, less than 5% is allocated to agriculture. Uh, so, uh, around 1.4 trillion rupees is provided to agriculture. Now, last year, you saw uh, a major intervention uh, made by the government by, by introducing the Pradhan Mantri Kisan scheme under which uh, all uh, farmers, land-holding farmers, uh, would get a minimum income support in a year, uh, the money will be disbursed every quarter. Uh, now, uh, for which there was a provision also made around uh, 83,000 crore, 85,000 crore money was provided for. And I think that was uh, the, the one big chunk of the agricultural outlay. Apart from that, uh, what the government uh, can do and should do will be in the various schemes uh, for providing uh, irrigation facilities, uh, seeds, everything. But I, agriculture, uh, the subject in itself, is actually one such area 
which actually the states must come forward and do a lot more uh, to, to expect the center uh, to provide uh, all the answers to the big questions that the agriculture sector raises will probably not fare, particularly when we are discussing the budget. Thank you so much, sir. This will definitely be one of the most watched out uh, budgets that we have seen in some time. Thank you so much for joining and sharing your insights today. If you like this video, do share it and subscribe to Business Standard. You can also visit business-standard.com for more news, views and insights. We are also present on all social media platforms from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Do follow us and stay tuned.